to the podcast Filled with His Love, the only podcast that draws upon both religion and psychology to help you strengthen your attachment relationships. Here's your host, Dr. Russ Osgothorpe, Emeritus Professor of Instructional Psychology and Technology, author and speaker. His latest book, entitled Filled with His Love, Strengthening Our Attachment to God and to Others, is available on Amazon now. Our topic today is Stay Spiritually Close, but before we begin, I'd like to thank Kurt Frankham for the interview he recently did with me for his podcast, Leading Saints. We had a very enjoyable, wide-ranging conversation on learning and teaching, as well as on my book, Filled with His Love. Now, let's get into our topic for today. I'm glad my wife, Lolly, has joined me for this episode. I'm glad to be here. The pandemic has taught us so much about ourselves and how we relate to others. But maybe one of the most important things of all is how difficult it is to be physically separated from those we love. When the pandemic hit, my wife and I were serving a mission in Hawaii. Now, I know what you th- might be thinking. You mean you call that a mission, Hawaii? But it was one of the busiest times in our lives. We were teaching 16 credit hours at BYU-Hawaii and serving in the temple, and then it all came to a screeching halt. We were informed on March 18, 2020, that we needed to pack our bags and return home to Provo, Utah, as soon as possible. We were on the plane two days later. I don't remember too many details like this, but I do remember that one date, March 20th, 2020. After arriving home, we had to quarantine for two weeks. The switch from being surrounded with all those students every day to being locked up in our own home was painful. Our children were reluctant to visit us because they didn't want to infect us unknowingly. Then after the quarantine, it was still challenging to get together. I remember one day in the backyard, our grandson looking longingly up at Russ and said, Grandpa, when will I be able to hug you again? The pain of the pandemic was a pain of separation. I became particularly concerned with school-aged children and youth because they were physically separated from their friends for such long periods of time. I ran across a study the other day that documented the emotional pain of the pandemic on young people. This was a meta-analysis. A meta-analysis is kind of a study of studies. In this study, they combined the data from 29 different studies. The results showed that child and adolescent depression and anxiety were 25% and 20% respectively. The prevalence of depression and anxiety symptoms during COVID-19 have doubled compared with pre-pandemic estimates. And then we had all of the elderly in care facilities unable to see their loved ones, and so many in hospitals, even as they approach death, unable to be comforted by family members because of COVID. But the pandemic was not the first time people had to deal with physical separation. Family members go off to war, children go on missions, serve in the military, or go off to college. I remember when our first child went on a mission, I wondered if I could bear the separation. But somehow, with the Lord's help, I endured it. Physical separation cannot be avoided and in one way is part of growing up. When our son and his wife were living in McLean, Virginia, he worked in Indianapolis for a consulting firm. So our son had to fly out from D.C. or Baltimore every Sunday night or early Monday and then fly back home on Thursday evening every week. Lots of family separation. 
One day when he was preparing to leave for Indianapolis, his five-year-old daughter asked, So, Daddy, do you have to go to Indians and Apples again? But I was always impressed that every evening when he was away, our son would call home and say prayers with his children and wife. This became a family ritual every night. We do the best we can when we have to be separated. When I was serving in the Sunday school, my wife and I were assigned to travel to Guatemala to conduct training sessions for the members of the church there. We were informed by the airlines that Guatemala City Airport had been closed because a large volcano had just erupted and covered the city, including the airport, with volcanic ash. So we decided to fly to San Salvador and then drive up to Guatemala City. Upon our arrival in San Salvador, a tropical storm hit, and I mean this was a massive storm. Having served a mission in Tahiti, I knew something about rain, but this was the next level storm. On our way to Guatemala City, we had to dodge fallen trees in the road and drive over piles of mud that had slid off the hillside next to the road. Not long after arriving in Guatemala City, we heard that a sinkhole had swallowed up a large building and caused the death of at least one person. Now, we have a rule in our home that when something significant happens or anyone is traveling and something bad happens in that part of the world, we have to notify the other family members on the family text stream. So because we were so busy, we hadn't notified the family that we had survived the volcanic eruption, tropical storm, and that we had not been devoured by the sinkhole. One of our sons texted us to remind us that we were not following the family rule. News of the severe weather in Guatemala had appeared in the news in the U.S., and so our kids wanted to make certain that we were all right. All these examples show that we can build bridges of spiritual closeness even when we are physically separated. I am grateful that missionaries can now communicate freely with their family members each week while they are serving their mission. Spiritual closeness matters. One of the positive outcomes of the pandemic for our family has been the addition of a family call every Sunday evening. When we were all quarantined, the call was like finding a freshwater fountain in the middle of the desert. But we've continued the call even though physical closeness is not as difficult as it was a year or two ago. This call has been one of the most anticipated moments of the week. In the beginning, we structured the call more than we do now, but we usually discuss something from the Come Follow Me lesson for the week, and I cannot think of a better definition of spiritual closeness than the experiences we have Sundays on these calls. Everyone participates, young and old. We all lift each other, and we let each other know of the challenges and frustrations we are facing. Then we all lend a little strength to one another so that we can go forward in the next week with a little more confidence, a little more hope. One definition of mortality might be the physical separation we experience from God. During this temporary stay on earth, which seems quite long at times, we must do all we can to stay spiritually close to our Father in Heaven because, by design, we are not in His physical presence. Communication happens through prayer, and responses to prayer come through inspiration and revelation. We do not have the luxury of sitting down with the Lord face to face, but one day we will. And how do we prepare for that day? We fill ourselves with His love. As Mormon said in Moroni 7, 
Pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with his love, that you may become the sons and daughters of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. The only way to be like him is to love him and his children as he loves us, to be filled with his love. So I hope we can do all in our power to draw closer to him and to others so that one day we may be purified as he is pure and see him face to face. <laughs>